You're listening to a Sunday morning message by Authentic Church. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's good to see you all today. I wonder if you've ever had to make a public declaration. I wonder if you've ever had to make a public declaration. Looking around the room, because I know you all so well, I can see that you're all married. And therefore, at some point, you'll have had to stand in front of a whole load of people and made some marriage vows, a very public declaration. Maybe when you were baptised, you had to stand in front of people, and again, you had to give a public declaration. Or maybe you've been a witness in court, and again, had to put your hand on the Bible, and, or yes, and declare an oath that what you're saying is the truth and the whole truth. I wonder how it made you feel. Now, there's a wonderful picture that I couldn't get, which is a shame, of Tammy and I coming down the aisle, having just said our vows and been married. And both of us are looking, and I have to say, horrified. (laughs) And you might think, well, why? Now, I'm not going to go into the reasons why. We'd had a couple of bumps getting to our wedding day, and a number of people thought we were a bit mad getting married. But we and the person that married us thought it was a good idea. When I look at that picture, and when I see that look on my face and Tammy's face, and I think about the other declarations I've had to stand up and make, and I wonder why, why why that look? And I kind of came to the conclusion, there's no turning back now. And that's not a terrible way, he says, (laughs) about Tammy, but there's no turning back. You know, I'd I'd said these things, and, and almost there's no turning back. Today is Palm Sunday and Jesus had a very public, public procession into Jerusalem. People were shouting, people were laying their cloaks in front, they were waving palm fronds. I wonder how Jesus felt. I wonder if he thought There's no turning back now. He'd taken that step that, as we now know, leads into Holy Week. There was now no turning back. So we remember Palm Sunday today, the beginning of Holy Week. It's the final week of Lent and it's the culmination of God's rescue plan. Monday, Thursday, we celebrate the Last Supper, remember that. On Good Friday, remember Jesus' crucifixion. Easter Sunday, we celebrate Jesus' resurrection, and Tammy will be speaking on that next week. But, so it's a big week in the Christian calendar. And it all starts with Jesus' entry into Jerusalem on a donkey. So let's read what happened, and... This story is recorded in all four of the Gospels, but today I'm going to be looking at it in uh, Matthew. So if you have Bibles, you want to follow along, I'm going to be reading Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 to 10. And I'm going to slip in a verse from Luke because it's recorded in Luke and nowhere else, but it's a really nice little uh, verse. So Matthew 21, 1 to 10 is entitled, Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king. 
As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went ahead of him and those that followed behind shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then from Luke, it's recorded from chapter 19. Some of the Pharisees said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Jesus replied, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? Amen. Up to now, Jesus had, if you like, avoided big shows of public declaration. Yes, he'd had some big sermons on the mount, but he kind of tried to play things down about exactly who he was and what he was here for. For example, when Jesus healed a man with a shriveled hand on the Sabbath in the synagogue and in front of the Pharisees, which he was not allowed to do, we read in Matthew 12 that it says the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. A large crowd followed him and he healed all who were ill. He warned them not to tell others about him and we read that in a few examples of scriptures where Jesus has healed someone he says don't go and tell anyone don't go and tell anyone so what that says to me is that he was holding back he wasn't ready yet but now now he makes this dramatic entrance and announcement he rides into Jerusalem in the full glare of the public and the Pharisees his action points to prophecy, declaring himself king, which we read from Zechariah. He delights the crowds. He upsets the Pharisees. He stirs all of Jerusalem and prompts many to ask, who is this? Now, I wonder what that might look like for you. I don't know if you can imagine the scene of all those people coming and throwing things and screaming and shouting. But I don't know if you, you can get up and have a look closer. You can come up and have a look at this. This is um, a painting of that scene, painted by Anthony van Dyck in 1617. Now, I don't have a chosen video to show you of this because the chosen hasn't got this far yet. <laughs> Christians have always done things differently. They're happy to do art. They're happy to portray things in different ways. And this picture is really fascinating because what it says to me, and I don't know if you can see this, but here is the donkey. And it is small. 
His legs are hanging down almost to the floor. I mean, that is quite embarrassing, isn't it? It looks silly almost. It certainly isn't the triumphant entrance of a king on a great big war horse. No, he's coming, almost dragging his feet on the ground. You can see some people here debating. You can see all these, they almost look quite worried faces. Not everyone, according to this picture, is excited and doing this. And then these other people here turning their back, again, looking quite concerned. I wonder how I might have felt on that day. I wonder where I would have been. There's another picture here from an artist called Giotto de Bondo. And you can again see you've got the, the donkey and the colt. And those I've did a little bit of study on why a donkey and a colt. No one has any real super answers. The donkey's obvious, it's a some sign of humility, but why do they follow with the foal, the colt? He couldn't have ridden it. You can see the cloaks on the floor. And again, there's some really worried expressions on people's faces. Now, this is one person's interpretation. I didn't paint this. And finally, again by Giotto de Bondoni. You can see people climbing the trees. You can see the people coming out from Jerusalem to see what was going on. And you can see his disciples following him. I wonder how I might have recorded that scene if I was there. I wonder what I would have drawn. So there are five questions today I want to ask ourselves. Why now? After three years of ministry, why now? And to me, it brings us to Ecclesiastes 3, one of my favourite chapters um, in the Old Testament, which is that there is a time for. And I believe Jesus is saying, now is a time. Now is the time to not be quiet and hide, but to step out into that public glare. Now is the time. He'd kept a low profile, but now it was time to speak out in public. Now it was time to stir things up and shake things up. There would be no turning back. I wonder what our time is. What season are we in? Is it a time to step out? Is it a time to be more public? Is it a time to be quiet? Is it a time to step back? Is it a time to step forwards or a time to step backwards? What is your time? Because there is a time for everything under the sun, it says in Ecclesiastes. This is Jesus's time. What time are we in? The second thing that amazes me about this story is the disciples' obedience. Jesus tells them, go and get this donkey in the colt. Oh, and you know, if anyone asks what you're doing, just tell them the Lord needs it. Now, I don't know about you, but I was trying to project this forwards. This is a bit like, I don't know, walking into Wyndham, seeing a car parked there, opening the door, getting in and driving away. And if anyone tries to stop you, just say, it's okay, the Lord's told me it's fine. Now we're smiling, but it's the same thing. 
something that was not their property, God had told them, Jesus had instructed them to go and get it and bring it back. That's kind of crazy. And if Jesus asked me to do that, I'd probably think, you want me to break the law? But they did it. They stepped out in obedience to what Jesus told them, and they did it. Now, I'm not encouraging you to go and steal cars. Uh, I'm not encouraging you to go and break the law. But if Jesus has asked you to do something specific, and you are questioning whether it's the right thing to do, then maybe sometimes you need to trust what he said to you and go and do it. Even if it seems quite crazy. Because Jesus sometimes asks us to do kind of crazy things in the eyes of this world. Now, again, I'm not telling you to go off and break the law. Number three, the third thing that challenges me today is Jesus's humility. If I was one of Jesus' followers and suddenly this big moment had arrived and here he is going to make this triumphal entrance, I would not have got him riding on a donkey. No, 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 Jesus, I want you up here. I want you on some enormous horse. Um, Ellis and I, when we came back recently, followed this horse down the road with a rider on and we both looked at each other and simultaneously went, that's a big horse. And big horses are big. I mean, this person was like 10, 12 feet up in the air. This was an enormous horse. This was making a statement. It was that big. Jesus didn't come on a great big horse. He came on a, on a donkey, where his legs, from we can see in those pictures, are almost dragging on the floor. No, Jesus, that's not my way. But it was Jesus's way. It was Jesus's way. Now, it's interesting. I don't know if you've, any of you have been following the news this week, but King Charles went to Berlin on a first state visit. And believe me, he does not arrive on a donkey. They flew the state Bentley over to Germany so that he could travel around in the state Bentley. And again, if you look here, you can see there's crowds lining up. There's a red carpet. There is this Bentley, which that's how a king arrives. That's how a king arrives. But no, not Jesus. Jesus came on a donkey. What a contrast. What a difference. And if you even want, if you really want some fun, I'd encourage you uh, on Google, Google um, President of the, uh, the States, so Biden or anyone like that, and do something like the video of their motorcade, their cavalcade. It is phenomenal. It takes minutes for all of these vehicles to keep going past and keep going past and keep going past. That is how a king arrives. That's how a president arrives. Not Jesus. He came on a donkey. And that, for me, showed great humility. Great humility. Sometimes I'm not great at humility. Sometimes I'm not great at humility. Sometimes I get it, and sometimes I completely don't. But I know 
to be like Jesus, to continue what he started, I need to practice humility. I need to practice humility. The fourth question I want to ask today is, where am I? Where are you in the crowd? In verse 9, we read the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed. The crowds that went ahead and the crowds that followed. Am I going ahead of Jesus? Am I stepping forwards and going, come on, Jesus is great? Or am I following behind? Maybe, just maybe thinking, let's see how this goes. Let's see how this plays out. And then if it doesn't play out quite what I thought, I can nip off. Now, I'm not saying being in front or being behind is right or wrong. But when I read that, something stirred inside me. Am I going forwards and taking forwards the gospel and Jesus? Or am I maybe just hanging back? Am I following behind? Where are you in the crowd? And the last question. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, it says the whole city was stirred and people asked, who is this? Who is Jesus to you? What does Jesus look like to you? In my heart of hearts, I would love Jesus to be a bit like Russell Crowe in The Gladiator. I want him to be this amazing sort of, you know, super strong and all together and controlled hero. Hang on, that's not what I've just seen on a donkey. And I read about Jesus doing amazing things. And we talk about here as our kind of purpose is to continue what Jesus started then it's important that I have the right picture of who Jesus is. Sometimes I'd love him to be this gladiatorial figure that strides in and upsets all sorts of things, but that isn't Jesus' way. He's a humble servant. And it's really hard sometimes for me because, like I said, I would love him. All my my favourite films are about hero characters. And yet there is Jesus, humbly serving. In fact, we read in Holy Week, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. Who is Jesus to you? What I'd like to do is I'd like to now spare a thought for Jesus. In verse 8, it says this, A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Hosanna, son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. How did Jesus feel? Those cheers, those adulations. Hosanna means save us, save me. There were those people crying out, Jesus, save us, save me. How did that make him feel? Because in a few days' time, we read in Matthew 27 
the crowd shouted, crucify him. Just a few days apart. Jesus, save us. Crucify him. What a difference in just a few days. How fickle we can be. The humble Jesus became the humiliated Jesus for us. He gave up heaven. He gave up everything for us. He chose the cross. He chose to bear our sin that we might live, be forgiven, and that we would be saved. Jesus did that for us. Now we know Easter Sunday comes, he beats death and he's resurrected. So the shouts of Hosanna came true. Jesus does save us, but not in the way perhaps the crowd were expecting. So in conclusion, and Paul, if you'd like to come up. At the start of Holy Week, Let's remember Jesus. Through every step of this week, let's remember Jesus. Maybe we need to ask ourselves the question, am I in a time of speaking out or a time of speaking quietly? Is Jesus asking you something tricky to do, that you need to be obedient? Come We need to practice greater humility. Where are you? Where am I in that crowd? Am I following or am I behind? And who is Jesus to you? Is he a gladiator or a servant? So as we go through Holy Week, let's remember all 